Scott. It's the Brett Winterville Show, AM 760, talking breaking news. Alan Burris is a certified active shooter response instructor, and I thought, what better person to visit with than Alan, uh, given, uh, given what we just saw take place, not just in Texas yesterday, but in Las Vegas a, a number of weeks ago. His website is SurviveAShooting.com, SurviveAShooting.com, and he joins us on the line. Alan, how are you? Thank you for making time for us. I'm doing good, Brett. Thank you for having me on. appreciate it. No, I'm happy to have you here. Um, so you you look at what happened in Vegas. That's a sniper at, uh, on top of a big high building with basically a ginormous kill field. You see what happened in Texas. Um, confined space and no easy uh, exits, no way to get out, and a guy who's literally shooting people at will and, and murdering them at will. Man, two difficult situations to try to navigate if you're caught in this uh, in, in this horror, right, Alan? Both are extremely difficult. I would put the Vegas probably a little worse because the things that I teach and even being armed at that situation negates a lot of what you can do. Pretty much in Vegas, the only option was to get off the X and out of the kill zone by running away or finding cover and getting behind cover that would stop the bullet. When you look at the uh, situation that took place at First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, Texas. What what strikes you about this situation? I, look, I know we haven't all seen the the layout, what what the what the building is like, and what the exits are like. But but what struck you about this? Well, I heard one report that the individual had to reload, which makes sense with the number of people that were wounded and killed. And during that time, where a person is reloading, there is an opportunity to either escape or attack back and take the person down. Uh, in my classes that I teach, I will often have a person, you know, people across the room, and I will simulate uh, reloading the training weapon that I have, and they can cross that room and touch after the I reload and start shooting again. Hey, Alan, hold on. Hold, real hold, life, hold on for me for one second, because i got a problem with this line. I'm going to have John check it, and, and we'll see what's going on here. Uh, we are continuing our conversation with uh, Alan Barisi. He is a certified active shooter response instructor, and you can get uh, more information on his website at SurviveAShooting.com. We're going to get him back on a, a little bit of a better line because this information is so important. We don't want you to miss out on it. We don't want you to miss out on the uh, on, on the tips and on the sort of things that you you can um, you can do uh, to try to save your life or save the lives of those people around. Obviously. You know, just recapping here, he said, look, what happened in Vegas was a difficult situation because you've got a sniper high up in a building. Uh, in Texas, it's a different situation. But you were talking about the unloading, uh, the, the reloading being an opportunity to respond, to fight or flee. Go ahead there, Alan. That is, I mean, a lot of active shooter situations, there have been weapon malfunction and the shooter has stopped to reload. And those are opportunities to either escape or attack back and take guy down is it time well let me let me put it this way um do do you advocate for more people being armed uh because it seems like we can go one of two ways either we're going to try to disarm everybody or everybody's going to need to be able to defend themselves um and we're going to have to put uh, metal detectors outside of churches and public buildings and restaurants and all this sort of stuff Can, can can we can we assault proof our life 
I don't think we can completely assault proof it. And I'm not necessarily in favor of everyone being armed unless the people that are arming themselves get proper training so they can be responsible and trained armed individuals. What some churches are doing, they're creating church safety teams where they do have specific armed individuals that have been trained that can provide security for the church during the Mass. When you consider um, the the sorts of challenges that that we're facing, right? Because you're talking about this taking place in a church. I mean, it's a place where psychologically... I mean, I think if you if you consider, you know, the way you're you're the way mentally you view being in an airport and being in a church, it is 180 degrees different. One, you're going to have a lot more situational awareness. The other, you're supposed to be in a place where you're you're praying, you're reflecting, you're thinking, you have your eyes closed. I mean, a number of things happen in a church, right? Exactly. I mean, of any place you would think you would be safe is a house of worship. And that's what makes this thing so terrible that Little kids, elderly, um, I guess a pregnant lady was also included in the people that were killed. Right. And that should be the safest place in the world, a house of worship. And sadly, it's not, because this is not the first church that we've had these terrible shootings happen at. When you consider the other place that is obviously a very vulnerable place, and we saw what happened at Sandy Hook, um, what about that situation when you've got a a god forbid a gunman on a campus coming down a hallway and you've got a, a teacher in a room with kids and all they can do is hope to barricade themselves in that room um what, what are the options in those sorts of situations well like i teach a lot of teachers in different schools and besides barricading and locking them in in a safe place and getting the kids in the safest area of the room which is outside the fatal funnel the teacher can prepare to attack back and if the schools don't allow firearms, they're still having a fire extinguisher in the classroom. That shooter tries to come in the door, you blast him in the face with the fire extinguisher, and then you hit him in the head with the canister until he's unconscious. Yeah. Um, so I teach those kind of strategies that can increase the survivability of you know teachers and people in those situations. What is... What is maybe the most important quality you got you need to have as as a person who may find themselves in this situation? What is the one thing you need to kind of have on your side or you need to focus on doing or what would that be, Alan? Awareness and some training. Mm-hmm. Not to think it will never happen and to get some training, educate yourself so if something happens you are prepared to meet the unthinkable with a plan rather than being caught unprepared, not knowing what to do, and being a victim that's only thing you can do is hope. Are you going are you going in the um are you going into schools, into places of worship training folks to, to respond to this? Yes we have. I, I have not trained any uh churches yet, but I have trained in schools, university settings, hospitals uh, community medical centers, um, government office um, workers all right. His name is Alan Barisi, uh, certified active shooter response instructor. Folks, write this website down. Check it out. It may be something that can help you in, in your circumstance or your organization or your business or your church or your school. Surviveashooting.com. Surviveashooting.com. Uh, Alan, thanks so much for coming by. It's a, it's a shame we have to have these conversations like this, but I really appreciate you being available for us to uh, to pick your brain.
You know, my pleasure to be here, Brett. And anytime you need me on, let me know and I'll be here for you. You got it. Thanks, Alan. I appreciate it, buddy. All the best to you. That's right. uh, that's Alan Barisi, SurviveAShooting.com, SurviveAShooting.com. Maybe you're looking to get some more information on on, on responding to this. I, 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 I look at this and I just, again, I keep coming back to the same thing over and over again, right? Which is you are in the one place, the the one place where you think you would be at peace. And, and I get it. I understand it. We see the coverage of ISIS attacks and Al-Qaeda attacks overseas and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, when you consider how vulnerable you really are in a house of worship, a church, a temple, a mosque, I mean, you, you name it, wherever you're going to pray, you do not expect this to happen. And it's so heartbreaking that we have to now think in those terms. 800-760-KFMB. It's the Brent Whitterbull Show. AM 760 Talk. And breaking news.